0: it is a new day in the workroom and it's a new year in the workroom yes happy new year oh and like like the the, the free radicals we are um without a sort of a, a home on which to nail the work down, knock the, the workroom the knockdown the workroom the workroom content we are just gonna have a look at some of the other the hodgepodge of various bits and pieces that are going on in the drag universe um and we've got a couple of very interesting things to chat about today Kean
1: we do, it's kind of, um, yeah, we've kind of ran out of, like, the wealth of international franchises that we've had. And I think it's given us an opportunity over the next few weeks to kind of catch up on some of the things we couldn't cover. A few yeah. documentaries here and there, the RuPaul game app.
0: I mean, very exciting. Very, very exciting. And also delighted that that arrived uh, on our list to cover the week I had COVID. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> leave my bedroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to discuss the Sissy Awards, which we've been running on our Instagram page we're going to talk about our experience playing superstar the rupaul's drag race app game mobile game as i'd say in the us um so that's what we're going to cover this week but over the next few weeks we'll have documentaries and stuff to chat about um so yeah stay locked into the workroom thank you again for supporting us through to 2022 and yeah let us know if you if there's something that you see that you want us to cover hit us up on instagram and we'll do our best so yeah a few weeks ago. We sent out, well, I guess it's a week now. It was New Year's Eve Yeah, we sent out the sissies um, of just like a nice review of the year.
0: Yeah, it was interesting as well because there was an enormous amount. Like, we looked back best judge, best host, best maxi challenge, like iconic moments, reviewed it all, guest judges, all the whole lot of it right the way through. And there was a startling consistency in the results that we saw, which is UK season two, was the season of the year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, hands so. down,
0: boots the house down, Hunty yas queen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bing, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you've, you may have seen like some of the winners on our Instagram page, which you've posted up to this point, but we're just going to go, uh, we'll take more time now to go through some of the categories and the results. Um, so, the first one was Best Host. Who did you vote for?
0: Uh, me personally, I voted for RuPaul. I'm gonna be honest, and like we started now into season fourteen, and I do have to say, I I have a like RuPaul is sort of a Jacqueline Hyde thing a bit for me because I don't know if it's the same for you, but like Ru out of drag, I'm sort of like, oh my god, would someone shut this person up? Ru in drag is just great crack.
1: Mm, Yeah. Like, not even just that. Like, not even the
0: that I like him out of drag and
1: like her in drag. It's more just like I know there's a lot of things wrong with you, but. I just see so much of you now at this point, I've kind of just looked past that and I can see the good at the bad. And I think I was probably being a bit of a curmudgeon when I was voting for this, that I ended up voting for Brooklyn Heights. Like, I would probably say objectively Paul is the better host. But I'm like, I don't know, I'm just more excited about the novel change of Brooklyn Heights.
0: What I did think was interesting, though, was that like a bolt out of blue and kind of maybe reflecting the attitude towards that series overall. Supreme Deluxe managed to take the third, third spot. Now, RuPaul and Brooklyn were a good bit ahead in terms of the votes, but Supreme Deluxe like still managed like a, nearly a, like a hefty fifth of the votes, which, you know, I was, I, I, I was not surpri- I was not expecting that. I, I, I had not anticipated her kind of like, even like, I thought the rest of the votes would be spread between pretty evenly between the rest of the franchises.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. It's like 45% Rue, 32% Brooklyn, 18% Suprem. So with like 3% each for Priscilla and Fred, which is like, yeah, I would have thought like Suprem and Fred would have been like an interesting second battle. But no, Suprem wiped the floor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, obviously, I think that the reception to Spain Series 1 was absolutely phenomenal. And the reception to Holland Season 2 was Less so, so I think that that might be a reflection less so on like mm. the actual hosting and more so on the um and more so on the the um the fact that the season overall was received better because I would have said that Fred objectively is a better host in that hosting role or felt yeah. more comfortable it than Suprem did. But it could there also be
1: a reflection on the panel as well because if you have a look at the next category which was best, judge. I, 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 we chose this one to go as, like, a multiple choice because, like, there was, what, 16 things to choose from and it was quite difficult. um So, like, Marika, Samolo, Carlo, Bozhard Raven Von Doris got, like, 1% between the three of them. So, like, yeah. really not popular, whereas... Like Anna Loking, Javier Ambrosi, Javier Calvo, all got maybe like ten percent votes. Now, what
0: I thought was really weird on this was that Javier Ambrosi got like ten percent, and then Javier Calvo got like seven. So I'm like, how are people telling the difference? <laughs> yeah, I would have went for Calvo just because he's hotter, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did think kind of um, that that because it was like ultimately the best judging panel, like the judging panel of choice. Was Alan Carr, Graeme Norton, and then Brad Goresky and Michelle Visage on the same kind of thing? So like that again shows the power of the UK franchise. Um, yeah. and yeah, like I think it was, it was obvious then that those English speaking seasons were the ones that people are probably most attached to and can understand the judges. Hmm. Like you need, you can really understand. The nuances of what the judges are saying and sort of get behind them in a way that maybe on some of the international franchises it's more difficult to do.
1: Yeah, like I, I'm surprised that Alan Carr won substantially. Mostly. Like 59% like
0: of people who voted how, ticked Alan Carr's box amongst other people's. I mean, and I would certainly take Alan Carr's box. And I would <laughs> take both ha- both dirty. Javier's boxes and Brad Goreski's box. Rhys Nicholson, uh, Rhys Nicholson. Just... I mean, Priscilla's box. <laughs> Whose box wouldn't I take? Even Anna Loking. <laughs> I did notice though in in our in our like Canadian uh, Canada off between the the squirrel friends that poor Tracy did not fare well against Amanda Bruegel. and no. like you know, like I can kind of understand that. I felt like Amanda for me. Like was the whole. I was always looking. For- I was always more excited to see Amanda come into the workroom than I was to see to see uh, Stacey. Even though ultimately I did grow Tracy. very Tracy, even <laughs> Stacy, Tracy. Even though I ultimately <laughs> did grow very fond of Stacey over the course of the, the season, I, I kind of thought it, it. didn't surprise me to see that Amanda was kind of out in front.
1: Yeah, and actually, actually looking at this list right now, like outside of RuPaul, who we have done as host rather than a judge, Canada is the only country that had like judges of color. Everyone else had like of White um, judges, so I wonder will that change as the as the years progress.
0: I would hope so. Like it's actually interesting because we didn't include um, Nicole Byer and T. S. Madison, who were technically listed as judges in the last season of of US, okay. mm. but like they they only appeared in like one episode each, so you couldn't really. Like, you, w- it, you wouldn't really have put them in there in that mix, but it would be interesting to see if there's more of a mix-up in the American one to make it more inclusive, because I do see that that's the way that it's, it's pushing. Because I think, had Nicole Byer been a choice in that list, I feel like Nicole Byer would have won that category, even though she only judged on one ep- or two episodes of of the, the US season 13.
1: Yeah, because, like, in, like, season 9... And ten and stuff. There used to be kind of two guest judges per episode, and I feel like probably because of COVID, we're varying into just one guest judge per episode. So it'd be nice to have like another revolving seat of like a Ross and Carson, which was like Nicola Ts. I think that would be a really nice addition
0: to the. Yeah, guest it panel. would be. Yeah, no, it definitely would be.
1: Uh, speaking of guest judges, we had a list here, which I'll run out for you again. So Elizabeth Hurley and Don Wrench from UK Season 2, Nicole Byer, as we mentioned, Charlie Xx in Oscar 6, Nicola Coughlin and Alicia Dixon in UK Season 3, Envy Peru, Kathy Burke and Gigi Gorgeous are all people who were suggested uh, by people who voted, they were like the other category. And notably winning, and I think this is probably the Irish bias coming through, Nicola Coughlin with 40%.
0: I mean to be fair she almost uh, she like lit, her back is broken carrying season three of UK Drag Race <laughs> <laughs> like she was probably my most memorable moment of the season I loved her I loved how excited she was I thought her jokes were really funny like you know because like when we're reviewing the episode we don't really tend to take too long looking at the judging panel or talking about the people who are yeah. on it um, and it was notable that like it, they they really have to kind of Shine If, if we're going to like Take some time to cover them And she was one of those occasions Kind of like Nicole Byer had been Because like her reaction To the bag dress Or her reaction mm. to Camora Hall In that first episode of, of season 13 Like you know It's like she captured a moment And made it like you know Really for it And Nicola Coughlin did that for me I wasn't surprised With the Dairy Girl obsession With the Irish connection Like she had it It was hers to lose Let's be fair
1: Well that's interesting Because out of like Dawn French Nicole Byer Alicia Dixon I have like immediate things I can remember that they did. I remember Nicola, Nicola being good, but I can't remember anything that she said that I particularly liked. I think did she get emotional with somebody. But I just remember Alicia Dixon, you know, got up and she rapped along yeah. scandalous. Nicole Bayer gave us that iconic face for the back dress. And then Don French had that like interlude with taste about beans on toasts and like how she made it and stuff. So I I just I when I went to vote for it, I actually didn't vote for Nicola just because I was like, I know she was good. But I actually can't remember what was good See, about I
0: her. mostly remember her online presence that day. Okay. And the way she was so excited for it and how gorgeous and glamorous she looked. And I do remember being wowed by her when she was on the show. But you are mm-hmm. right. I couldn't point to a, like, we didn't get a, that's so upsetting from her. <laughs>
1: exactly. She didn't make it into meme territory.
0: No, she didn't, so. sadly. <laughs>
1: Uh, best special appearance So I'll just run through them again We had Jodie Harsh in UK Season 2 A recurring role from Raven Anne Hathaway and Scarlett Johansson Were in US Season 13 Kylie Minogue I put that in for a lull. I'm not surprised Nobody voted for it Because it was shit And down under Season yeah. 1 Miss Piggy in also 6 Bank Rio in also 6 Steps and Charlie Shopsu In UK Season 3 Miss Piggy got 15% of the vote And I thought that was Way more than she deserved
0: I mean I enjoyed that Miss Piggy bit. I I liked that moment. Um, I thought like she was the the guest judge that felt most like I think the reason that because Bianca was another one who I felt and Charity Shop Sue where it's like they actually kind of were made part of a, an actual thing. It wasn't mm. just kind of like hi like do you remember when Lisa Kudrow came into the workroom and was like hi I'm Lisa Kudrow and I'm here too like some of those <laughs> some of those like special guests it was just a bit like this is weird. Why are you doing here? Whereas Miss Picky kind of fit into the moment. She fulfilled her role, so I, I liked that. Uh, I wasn't. I was sort of expecting Charity Shop Sue to, to win. Sort of expecting Charity Shop Sue to win this based on the fact that there is such like an amount of like love for her in the UK and Ireland that I don't necessarily get.
1: Yeah, no, don't I worry.
0: don't necessarily get it, but it certainly is there um so i was glad to see bianca come out on top because i did really enjoy that moment it felt like it was taking the piss out of the show in a way it was mm. I, like it was it was irreverent it was funny i yeah so yeah i wasn't surprised that she came out on top in that one
1: yeah i think that was fair i think i voted for anne hathaway just because she gave us that tea about the devil Wears Prada. but in hindsight i think bianca that it was probably probably a fair winner mm-hmm. um if we move on to the challenges category then we had the best Snatch Game performance. So we had Bimini Bomboulash, Got Mick, Anita Wiglet, Ginger Minge, Kylie Sony Glove, Cater Minaj, Cynthia Kiss, Elviday. Um I thought this would be a two horse race between Bimini and Gottmik. but no it was a one horse race with sixty-one percent of it going to Bimini.
0: Yeah, I was not overly like I was very much like I was not surprised that they were the top two. I kind of had to have expected I would have expected Mick to maybe have challenged a bit more. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I think it was, it, like, Bimini was the undisputed winner of Snatch Game last year. Absolutely. Um, and, d- do you know what? Because, like, Anita Wigless came third with, I think, like, 8-ish percent yeah. of the vote. And I think that, like, really all that proves is how ridiculous it was that she went home so early in Dragos Down mm-hmm. Like, Like, it really was, like, she was, like, out and away kind of ahead of some of the other competition at that point in that show and like the fact that they let her go home on a challenge it just was like hey guys the only bit of an honorable mention that down under gets this year comes from the queen that you decided to get rid of far <laughs> earlier than she deserved <laughs> to be <laughs> i do think it's all people forget how good got mix paris hilton was
1: i think so too and not one person voted for ginger minge's phyllis stiller which i think is
0: I I, yeah well I guess that like people like characters that they understand and they know and Phyllis Diller maybe isn't someone who over this side of the Atlantic we're all that familiar with so Mm -hmm. like she's a stand-up comedian from the what like 60s 70s yeah and so like she probably hasn't translated as much and I don't know that he did the kind I don't know that Ginger did the kind of job that say Jinx did or that like you know he didn't do this, or like the Alaska. The, the Alaska or Sasha Bulwer or any of those who did with those like really kind of like old school characters to like really make it iconic. It was very good, but I don't think it was. Plus, I do think up against the Dolly Parton, it was sort of you know it was there was there wasn't there was room for if there had only been one, could have went either way. I guess yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, it was split. Yeah, that yeah, that's a fair point. On the best maxi challenge, I I voted for. The uh, Hall of Fame halftime show, lip sync extravaganza. What did you vote for?
0: It? Oh, I mean, Roo Roo Vision, obviously.
1: <laughs> See, I didn't vote for Revision. again. Maybe this is me being pedantic because I was like, it was just a it was just a girl group challenge. There wasn't like like the performance, the act. What, what we got was fantastic, but the actual maxi challenge itself was like disappointing for it to be Eurovision. We didn't even get a Eurovision song lip sync.
0: But we got, like, not only did we get UK Hun out of it, not Mm -hmm. only did we get that, we also got arguably one of the most iconic moments on the runway with the H&M fight. Like, like within that, like, you had a song that became, like, more or less took over the first four months of this year Mm -hmm. for everyone. And you had, like, a memeable moment that's going to go down in Drag Race Hall of Fame, like, in the Drag Race Hall of Fame of being kind of the, probably, it is, it is the... Tyra Banks, I was rooting for you moment that RuPaul is going to have to live down. And I'm like, I think that with those two combined, like... it's like, it's, the, it's it's one of the most iconic episodes of all time, I would Oh, it actually
1: is one of the, if, if this was best episode, I would agree. But I'm thinking like, I was thinking from like a producer's point of view, when we think of like, oh, it's really fun how they put a twist in it like this. I kind of thought revision was like, it's a group challenge with a Eurovision spin. They just were lucky that it became iconic. Um, anyway, so that's probably me being too pedantic. Like, if you look at second place, you have the prom makeover challenge and... The oh no! Friday, was it the freaky, Fr- the
0: Fre- oh yeah, the Freaky Friday and the Pro Makeover challenges proving once again that I am correct when I say that the makeover challenge okay. is the best challenge in the franchise. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do think like both of those are really interesting. We, we like in terms of like they they shared extremely compelling stories. They started really interesting conversations because like even the Freaky Friday, when like obviously limited to exclusively the girls who were in the room, but it had that conversation between um between Simone and Utica about the idea of cultural appropriation, cultural appreciation, the fears about kind of like Utica's fears about kind of it not being appropriate for her to kind of, you know, present herself in a particular way. And like I you know, and like that conversation was handled well. The prom makeover challenge in in Canada, like tears, tears, tears the house down. Mm. Like it was, you know but yeah, so I do understand like in terms of an episode that had a compelling story and like, you know, made you think both of those probably, like, had a bit more going on than Rue Revision, but, I mean, Rue Revision is the episode of the year.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, 100%. Um, two people also put in their own option on the other, so one person voted for Rats the Rusical, and another person I didn't know
0: Veronica it. Green voted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Veronica, welcome to the workroom. And uh, the Rose to Brooklyn Heights also got a vote as well, um... Yeah. Lip sync performance, best lip sync performance of the year. This was actually like a three way race, and we ended up with a tie um between Silking Up Mike and Ash doing Barbie Girl and Laganja stranja against Trinity K. Bonet and Physical, both from All Star Six, and with a really close runner up then of Denali. Against Kimora Hall to 100 percent pure love. We've had some good lip syncs this season.
0: Right yeah, here I I, I, I do like. I think that though, like, I'm glad that it was a tie between the Barbie Girl and the Physical lip sync lip sync because I I would say that arguably that they didn't win necessarily or they didn't like they aren't as memorable because the lip sync themselves were good. It was because of gags and stunts to, mm. to a to degree. Like I yeah. think that that lip sync of Physical wouldn't have reached into that, like, iconic sense if it hadn't been for the way that Laganja Estranja entered the... like, entered the stage. It just wouldn't. And the same again with the Barbie girl thing. If it hadn't been for that gag, and I'd say even with the build-up to, um... To kind of like it through the like multiple lip syncs that, um, that, that, that Silky had done and then her doing it on. Like, I think that there was lots of things that, like in those two that made them just really great television. Whether they were the sort of lip syncs, like, I think with the 100% pure love, that's a lip sync that it was like just like compelling viewing as a lip sync performance. Yeah. Like, no stunts, no sort of additional stuff tacked onto it it was just like this is a really this is a an interesting and different song choice being lip synced to by performers who are both doing di- very different styles one of whom is much better but both of whom are doing a good job
1: yeah definitely I've actually found myself going back and watching the Ginger Minj Mayhem Miller phone I really up.
0: like her movements in that like I think yeah. like Ginger is so good in that, uh, yeah, in, that she is. in that one yeah definitely and, it, and like
1: it is funny but it isn't like it's dancing funny it isn't just like comedy shtick which I think is good yeah, I think it's yeah. clever uh, we spoke about Veronica Green voting Sister Sister obviously voted as well because we got one vote for Sister Sister Keep Me Hanging On as best lip sync performance that's the one Ginny Lemon walked off on I think is it So maybe I that's believe it is yeah. It. Um, but yeah big up if you voted for that uh, best deep cut lip sync song. This was reasonably spread out, but the winner was 100 percent pure love. I voted for shackles by Mary Mary. I, I like, also voted for
0: shackles by Mary Mary, and it didn't yeah. make the. So obviously our two votes counted for nothing.
1: <laughs> that means
0: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and we got one outsider vote then for
1: Cobra by Donatella Rottari, yeah, which I do. I, it's a song I, I actually think, like well. in
0: terms of the songs, for, like in the. I mean. I don't know if you can call it a deep cut, because I suppose it's, it's more of a deep cut because it comes from outside of my sort of cultural sphere. Mm-hmm. But that Bad Gal Pussy song was one that I added to a lot of my playlists. Yeah, so actually too. for me, it's probably, like that would be one of the unexpected, like, Songs from the year But I know that it's a deep cut Because I think that actually Probably if you're in an, Another place in the world That's just like A really well known song
1: Yeah It's not a deep cut If you are Spanish <laughs> Yes exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> I right. was delighted To see Rumours by Lindsay Lohan Like getting up there Into third place yeah. Like you know like yeah, I we're really, rooting for you, Lindsay. We are really rooting for you. I would all I would love to see like if they could arrange it for me a Stars Are Blind Paris Hilton. I would be very oh man, happy yeah. with that.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, get Willow Willow Pill on that. I'm sure she'd do a great job. Oh, here.
0: she would indeed.
1: A surprising winner of the best runway look. So let me just recap for people who may have voted or haven't voted uh, on this. So we had Tase's hometown look. That was when she was like the Welsh Dragon. Bimini bamboo lashes prehistoric look. Simone's train for days, the sort of like turquoise, do rag train. Got makes little black dress where she or well, they were wearing nothing really much than like a black dress around their crotch. Uh, Simone's fascinating fascinators. That was their BLM look. Uh, Means how's your head? Was the kind of like anime light up look Carmen Ferrale's La Venina, the big snake that coiled around her body Carly Sonique's love Blue Jeans which was kind of in the trans colours Trinity K Bonnet's Pop Art which was another BLM look Scarlet Envy's Redemption look The Countess from Drag Race Holland's Monster Ball which was like the Beetlejuice uh, Veronica Stone's Hometown Look, which was the afternoon tea charity cases. Red carpet glamour it was like a like a sort of flapper orange dress. Kimura more uh, ugly as sin, which was the sort of slavery garb that she wore. Pythia circus berserkus was the two-headed look she served. frida Kant's bride uh, makeover it was the sort of vampiric look she did. And we had one person who voted for. Her under the other category, Simone's Beast Couture look. Um so I'm surprised the winner was Pythias Circus Berserkus. Not because it was it wasn't good, it's because it was from like Canada and I didn't think that many people watched Canada. So it's good to well, see Well now in- I
0: am I am going to suggest that some people will have looked at this category seen the photographs and picked their favourite of the photographs Rather than mm. necessarily remembering loving it So I think that, that might account for some yeah, of the, the The thing and when you looked At the those looks like that was So like it was Like that was a spectacular look um, So I'm not like I am I'm actually kind of I'm delighted actually that we got A winner of a category that wasn't either like all Star Six, US Thirteen, or UK mm. Two, um because that look was was one of the best of the year in my in my opinion. Like absolutely, it was. I loved yes. like there were so. when looking at this list, you are reminded of the amazing looks that you have each mm-hmm. year. But that one really stood out to me. Like it's the one I'll remember.
1: Yeah, I think I voted for the Countess's monster ball. I loved that Beetlejuice look. It just I, I think it looks better. On the show, than in the picture, because it's just it's like perfectly symmetrical, and the way she serves it is fantastic. I also loved Simone's train for days, which came in, second, which came in third behind Bimini Bamboo Lash's prehistoric look, which I have to say, I didn't love.
0: I li- I liked it. I remember at the time it, we felt it didn't really fit the the criteria. She was an
1: amoeba, right?
0: Yeah, she was meant to be an amoeba, and I guess like you know, prehistoric comes to me in that sense of kind of like where you would have like like kind of dynasty, like Flintstones is kind of what they mean by prehistoric and she took a very different approach to it which is actually interesting I, I thought she looked great and I thought it looked really like it was a really good look but yeah I don't think it was I don't think it was the third best I think that that got a lot of like oh my god I love Bimini votes yeah, rather, than, rather than rather than sort of you know oh this is a really good because I like I personally think that Carmen Farrell's Le, Ven- Le Veneno look for me was like the most spectacular one of the most spectacular looks of the year. Mm, so yeah. I would have, I would have put that like that. I think actually that was one I voted for and I think about it was actually the, the Carmen Farrell's of Veneno look.
1: Yeah. And I guess if you're just voting in from it from the picture again, it probably won't hit as much because there was a whole reveal to it and everything. Yeah. And seeing the way she moved the snake with her hand and stuff was brilliant. So uh, yeah, that was the best runway look, best design challenge look, two horse race here between Ahora's COVID-19 at the sort of like blue superhero look she did yeah. and then Utica's bag ball elegance from the sleeping bags they clearly won um, head and shoulders over everybody else who the I
0: was also thing. delighted to see though Carmen Farella get a get a good like I mean you know the M2 where like it was a two horse race clearly but I was glad to see Carmen Farella's rummage sale look because I think that one thing that like Ahura's, Utica's and that one by Carmen had in common is like they could actually be looks that were brought from home like if you saw yeah. those on the runway as looks where you would be like oh that makes sense I would I would see that whereas some of the other ones uh, oh wait we obviously have had um, we obviously had Sister Sister in here voting because the Garden of Sheedon uh, look also got a vote oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sister Sister didn't know she was such a friend of the pod <laughs> uh, yeah and I think I guess for Carmen Frala, like the, the rummage ball sale is the one where she did that kind of, I want to say willow pattern, it wasn't willow pattern, but it was this really sort of Grecian light blue and white look that she... It was kind uh, of Versace. To... Like it was yeah, sort of, it was right, giving yeah. that kind of
0: Versace kind of vibe and it was like, you know, tank top with jacket and like these gorgeous pants. Like she looked spectacular in it.
1: But also, Carmen was such a consistent seamstress throughout her whole season. Like she sewed herself two or three fantastic items. Yeah. Um, whereas like, and I guess maybe that's more of a, a circumstance of the season whereas usually kinda of just did one really, really good look and the Hoard did one really, really good look. Yeah. Whereas Carmen kinda of sold three or four things. I would
0: so. I'm gonna say it now. I would be excited to see Carmen Fralla on a uh, international All Stars or a uh, like a winner season. I yeah. we never find out what her what her like level of English is and I do think that it would be important for her to have a good level of English before doing it because otherwise she could run the risk of other Kind of mm. queens who go on there that don't have that like good spoken English, you then sort of get sort of pushed off. But I would be very excited to see her because like she would ace those challenges.
1: I think I remember in the last episode she was worried about the lip sync because her English wasn't that great. Yeah, um, but
0: I'm offering her English lessons officially. Okay. Someone get the word to her. <laughs>
1: get <laughs> well, that's really interesting.
0: I'll sign her up for a TEFL course. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: just love to know what the first verb you're going to teach her is. I (laughs) bottom, you (laughs) bottom. Hey! Could be top either, who knows? (laughs) Uh, Best finale look. I I think no surprise here. Got Mick won this 60% of the vote straight up. Like, one of the best looks of all time.
0: Oh, completely. Yeah, it was it was spectacular. Um, yeah, I mean it, it it was so far out in front of of the other people. I I didn't also get like wasn't Bimini Bumbulash was is is second in this again, and I think it that was probably mostly down to her like magnetic and everyone the fact that everyone loved her because that was just that mm-hmm. white kind of wedding thing, which I didn't think was was amazing. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I did also love like I think Got just like so thoroughly destroyed. That, that competition, that, yeah, there's not really room for anyone else even to yeah, talk about them. I think so. That whole to the best finale look was just to
1: carve out you know, a little got-mick Yeah. So <laughs> now over to the less- messiest look in the world across all the franchises. Again, another another landslide here for Lallery's bag ball, Eleganza. I mean, it was like, it's one of the most iconic moments of the season, of the year. So it had to be there.
0: I, yeah, absolutely. Like it was, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's it's going to be referenced for a long time we are going to be seeing a redemption of that look on the all-star stage before too long oh, yeah. i'm very excited for it's it definitely. like I'm, I'm very excited for it uh i do also think that both of the like kind of sad upside down umbrella looks from uk making it with tia coffee and river medway kind of being the second and third mm. um, most voted for look i mean you know not surprised by those either
1: And of course, Lakeisha Lubamba's pervert in a bush look managed to get (laughs) 7% of the
0: vote. I know. I actually voted five times. Yeah.
1: But it's funny, like what seen Lallary's look, which of course is bad, against some of these other looks, and you're like, relatively, like it, it's a tough call. Poopy Poison's drummage Cell look is atrocious, arguably works, but because it doesn't have that iconic moment built around it, yeah. I think it got got fewer votes.
0: I like, I do think as well that like when you go through the when you go through all of these, there is a special place for the likes of River and. Um and uh, Tina Burner tea? and Elliot with two teas and tea of coffee because they actually and Lakeisha as well because they actually brought those looks with them and yeah. you know as Santino once said to Alyssa Edwards it's like you've tried you, if you have to try and make something there and it doesn't work out that's one thing but if you've brought something from a home that means you have confidence in it so yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> yeah maybe we
1: should divide it up next time <laughs> uh, best season 64% of people voted for uh, UK season 2 13 so second place then is Drag Race España with four, 13.6% so
0: yeah I not really, a lot yeah I, I really does say a lot like, and I'm not surprised because I think that people like people really respond I think that out of the seasons last year Drag Race España was the one you heard most people saying oh this is really good I'm really enjoying this mm. Yeah. Um
1: third place was also sixth, fourth place um is Canada's drag race in the fifth place was season thirteen. And, and I think s- that's probably got to be languishing
0: Languishing at the very bottom of the pile with poor drag race Italia.
1: <laughs> well no one voted for it, or um down under or Holland. So oh. so poor them. Yeah. Favourite season winner, this one was very even as well, uh Simone. Won that
0: one I Yeah I mean I think that Simone Is like oh well, actually like For yourself Who were the winners That you would met Like that you would be Excited to go see Kylie the Sony that, Club Is that Kylie Sony Club The only one Or
1: No but like That's the one mm. I voted for Because That's the one Like I just feel Because I felt Because I was So rooting for her But I didn't think She was going to win And now she does win And she's She was just one of my Favourite queens of the year Definitely So I'd definitely go see her. I'd go see Lawrence Cheney. I think they'd be great live. Simone will put on a great show as well. Um, I'm not sure about Christopher Satchi. I, I like Isis Couture. Um, and I don't know what Carmen Ferala, but if I was in Madrid and she was lip syncing, I definitely would want to go.
0: Um, yeah, so for me, I I think that... I, looking on this list now, I actually think that... Because I, I voted for Cheney. Um But I think actually that Carmen Fralla would probably be the one I'd be most excited to see okay. perform. Yeah. Um like I think that obviously they, like I think I just just are such a powerful performer that I'd be I'd be excited to actually see them live and see the ones. Kylie Sonique Love I also loved. Simone was fantastic. Kimamine I think would be interesting to see mm. as well because I do think that she is a very good performer and she was excellent to, sort of throughout that season for which there's a relatively low bar.
1: Yeah. So it was Simone first, Kylie second, Carmen third. No, sorry. Lauren's third, Carmen fourth, Ice is fifth, and then the rest got like two percent of the vote. I think we one person vote for Electrobionic. Um then also after that we had the best Queen of the Year, uh, where you just had to write down all your favourites. So you may have seen our top three on Instagram, Bimini One, then Tace, then Kitty Scott Claus Do you wanna guess who four and five were?
0: I'm gonna guess that Mm. okay Simone and Gotmick maybe
1: Gotmick was number four Simone was number seven So number
0: five um Okay Rice Carmen Farala
1: No None in the top ten
0: Um Lallari? Nope Yusuka
1: Nope Tree It's a May Oh yeah, yeah, understandable. <laughs> I th- I think I th- I don't think I voted for her. I think it just slipped my mind because I was just thinking of people in the finales and stuff. But I would have definitely voted for her because yeah, 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 she was great. Raja got sixth, and then uh, Rose A got eighth. Tia Coffee ninth. Pythia and Victoria and joined tenth. Huh. Not a mention of poor
0: old Isis Couture. No, <laughs>
1: no. So there you go. Uh so that was interesting. Uh, we might have to do a Queen of the Year again on Instagram or something like that. But uh Yeah. yeah interesting I mean, to see how they fare.
0: It it absolutely is. And I think that we've um like it is like looking back over the, the extent of Drag Race last year, it kind of in a way, because coming towards the end of the year I definitely had felt that I was um having a bit of fatigue with the, the series, having to pay attention to it. But mm. putting it together in this this like format and looking back over it which is a bit of fun, and people could vote for the favorites and all that. But also, Helps remind me of like all of the really fun and iconic moments through the year. Yeah. So one of my New Year's resolutions coming into to, to next year is to bring a bit of this joy into how I watch the show going forward, and to try and remember that I do appreciate it and not feel like as if it's a chore. <laughs> <laughs> that only applies to some of the international franchises where I yeah. do feel like. Oh.
1: <laughs> so let me run through the nominees for most iconic moments before we we break them down. So we had Kenny Muse press and play on the Denham Radio. Performance. Poor, call me maybe ellie with two t's waiting behind the partition after coming out of the pork chop lounge tamisha man versus candy muse and untucked lallery's bag dress Ginny lemon walking off uk season two uk hun i don't want to see any fucking h H&M. art simone's elimination this means nothing sorry my mouse isn't working here uh, raja as a tree that meme laganja Entrance as Lip Sync Assassin Lip-s- Silky's Lip Sync Extravaganza Scarlet Envy Amid the Drama Kimora Amora's Slavery's Ugliest Sin and Farida Khan's Vampiric Bride Runway and made one person maybe it's Sister or Sister who voted for River Medway and her Pointing Runway which actually I think is a fair thing that we probably overlooked mm-hmm.
0: yes. yes what did you vote for? Um, I voted for I think I probably voted for the UK Hun performance but on reflection I actually think that Ginny Lemon walking off was probably what I should have voted for
1: I think I also voted for the UK Hun just because it just took over like it was the mo- like just took over the internet for
0: yeah. ages yeah for, for weeks and weeks and weeks it was all you could hear and it was like literally just like bing bang bong for your entire life
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that did win, but it was a joint winner with Silky's Lip Extravaganza. They both eighteen percent of the vote, uh, and third place was LeGandra's Entrance to Slip Assassin.
0: So, and then after that, we had Ginny Lemon walking off. So it was yeah. a. So then that, I don't want to
1: see any F and any H yeah. yeah.
0: So sadly, none of the none of the the um. Ooh, though. Now that I look here, Farida did get two votes. Well done to Farida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, doing Italy Pride. But um but no, I like those were like it, it actually even seeing it like that, like there was so many iconic moments. And actually we didn't even go into like with the Tamisha Man and Candy Muse kind of thing. Like there was that whole like do you remember all that drama late slightly later mm, in the year where like you. yeah she, she was like going to like setting up her own media empire and all of this kind of stuff? Like she soured so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs>
1: And then finally, most looking forward to in 2022, what did you vote for? Uh,
0: I voted for International All-Stars.
1: I voted for the All-Winners season, which is rumored to be coming instead of all Star 7. Because um, I've been dipping into some of the cast spoilers and stuff and it looks very exciting. So I, I,
0: I have seen a couple of suggestions as to who might be on that. And there are, like it is, like I am excited for it. If this mix of people is, is right, I am. I am looking forward to it
1: yeah um, then we had in third place UK season 4 uh, fifth place was uh, US season 14 which we're watching now and then Drag Race in Spain got 7% so like Spain's legacy could be strong
0: yeah now what they need to do is not take the um, the, the Holland approach mm. and like not ruin it with their second season because the reaction to Holland season 1 was pretty good too
1: yeah true No one voted for Down Under. No one voted for Holland. No one voted for Philippines. No one voted for Mexico. Only got one person voting for France. So... There we go. That is the sissies. Let's have, no, let's have an after party.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we're basically doing we're we're doing it as like this is actually us doing it in the same way that they're doing the the Golden Globes. True. Yeah. You except know? we don't have we, we don't actually have anything to give any of the winners. <laughs> no, we don't. No. Um. Except for best wishes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So that's the sissies. Um. Let us know your thoughts. Do you agree with those winners? All sort of stuff over on Instagram. Now, James, tell me about your experience with Superstar, the RuPaul's Drag Race app game.
0: So, I don't know much about uh, Bitcoin, but isn't there something where people are, like, mining for, like, for, for th- something online? Okay. That's what I felt like I was being made do, playing this game. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, I was being made mine for Bitcoin or whatever you do. Uh, um, <laughs> when you're when you're bitcoining and um, hashtag gamestop you know uh, what, you <laughs> what am I talking about I don't know uh, okay right it, th- th- this game is one of those classic earn like points to progress and buy stuff to beat things kind of like it's there's like another game i played a couple of years ago it was like a simpsons version of this game called tapped out which which were basically it was again you were like you were very sims like where you would build a thing that would then produce like age of empires that kind of like all based on that um i found it enjoyable for maybe the first day and a half and then it became a compulsion And for the following two or three days, I like tirelessly tapped away on my little workstations to try and get to the place where I could go and put on my costume to go and win an award. But overall, I would say if you're into something that will waste your time, give it a shout.
1: Yeah, so what she said there is you're... You've got like these challenges, these challenges to do before you can do a, a runway presentation, and they're in the workroom. And you've got these different stations. You've got like your rhinestone station and your choreography station and your makeup station, and you have to sort of tap on them to get points, which is called which are called work. And you need a certain amount of work to do these different things, upgrade the station, buy new characters. And you need to do like ten things before you get to do a, a maxi challenge. But then in the maxi challenge, it's basically buy clothes put on the clothes based on the different Prompt. tags so it's like we want basics so you look at the clothes that have a basic tag and you put them on you get points for them so and then you win the max challenge and you go back and you do it all again and then then you know what you have to do to get to the next next max challenge gets more and more and you spend more time on it and it uh yeah i mean it's designed to waste your time and to suck you in and all those little taps are like creating those little dopamine dope dumps where you're like oh let me just stay on let me tap that and like it's very expertly designed and i'm i'm like convinced that this was built on the shoulders of giants in that like this is a game that already existed although they just come along and stick different characters on it workroom characters and stuff
0: oh like completely that. like this is like this is exactly every like the, a, 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 variations of this game have existed for for years in different guises with different things because it is a, it is literally exactly the same As the Simpsons tapped out game, which I was playing maybe four or five years ago. Okay,
1: yeah. Um, What I thought was hilarious, and my favorite part is the there. There's actually, and I guess it makes sense, but like, there's actually no threshold for something that looks nice or like items of clothing that go together. All they care about is what tag is on it. So I loved putting together some like hideous looks and then winning <laughs> on them. That was my favourite part like having like, I don't know, I I have, I have some screenshots of some of my most awful looks. Do, actually, do you want to share the name of your drag queen?
0: Oh, of course my, my drag queen was called Saoirse Monin, my mm-hmm. OG original and... Uh- <laughs> Um, own drag name
1: Yeah, I called mine Custard because I just thought it was a fun drag name Um, and unfortunately we both basically chose the same avatar in terms of skin colour and body shape and hair colour so that we can't actually share two different drag queens we both basically made the same drag queen but we do have some screenshots that we can share on some of the like hideous looks you end up putting together and end up winning with because that was what i enjoyed the most Uh, see
0: i just i always wanted to to try and like i always wanted to try and make a like make a nice look but i always ended up wearing the exact same stuff yeah because it was always the like exact same outfits and like the other thing is like i mean like in terms of like design flaws or whatever like kind of like little things like The each element of your outfit, your wig, your top, your bottoms, and your your shoes, shoes all can like earn sort of points in the like head to head bit. But so if you choose to wear a dress or a gown instead, Mm. then you only get like one garment point. So therefore, you're never, you know, you don't incentivize to wear dresses, yeah. And it's like that means that you're never like because like part of the like I think that the the sort of like mining away for this work in order to move to like it's all to get to that point where you can put together a look and you can put together a kind of you know you can put together like something that feel like you know so you can put together a look and put it like there so like the reward should really be being able to like spend time putting together something that you think looks really good Mm -hmm. or that like you're whereas instead you're kind of going okay well I have to have a two piece there's no like I can't wear a gown yeah. because I need to win this so yeah, yeah like that's what I would what and I would also say, like
1: okay. none of the lipstick or eyeshadow that I got meant anything it was just there for decoration so I accidentally submitted myself to a category with no makeup on one time and won <laughs> 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 Just
0: was like what is this? like a drag queen with no makeup is going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. And like, even because once you've fulfilled all of the tags, you're able to go in. So like, I at one point nearly submitted myself to, to go to the thing without any shoes on. And like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's going to Diana Vickers tonight, guys. <laughs> yes. Sandy Shaw yeah. on the stage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, like, I don't play a lot of mobile games often. Um, I did you play the Kim Kardashian game that was out like five six years ago? No,
0: I didn't. I didn't.
1: I, maybe I'm wrong in this. But I thought that was like a decision based game, which was like, do you want to go record a single or do you want to go shopping with Courtney? And like each, it was like decision tree every time, and you end up different places and stuff. That's what I thought this game would be like, like an up and coming drag queen, which was like, do you want to go do a lip sync in the bar down the road or do you want to spend time sewing? your dresses and then like whatever decisions you made ended up somewhere else. This was just like straight off the gate. I was like, this is, this is, this isn't anything really to do with No,
0: no it's not like, I mean, I what, you, what you're you kind of describing there is like a, uh, like basically a drag extension pack for The Sims 4. Yeah. Like that's what you want. That's what I want Um, too. And I want that too, actually, because I love The Sims. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'd play the shit out of that. It's the only game I ever played. Lip syncing in Simlish would be great. Right? <laughs> But um, but no, like I, 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 yeah, like I've every so often I'll get stuck into a mobile game, like maybe once every year, two years, kind of. There'll be a game that'll come along that I'll be bored and I'll download and then I'll get into it. Like I said, that Simpsons tap date game, which must have been like two thousand and sixteen or something like that. Like okay. you know, yeah. it was that long ago, and it's that thing where you play it for a while until you realize. It's like, it's a weird thing. It's like a delayed realisation that you're not enjoying it because you know you're not enjoying it for ages. And mm. then finally you realise, oh, I can delete this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't have to be here. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just going to play it till we talk about it in the podcast. Yeah. I'm like it, it is purposefully addictive. Like it definitely knows how to draw you in. And like there's, what pisses me off is there's all these different currencies. They, you have your rue dollars, you have your lipsticks, you have your gems. And you need different things to buy different things and you can, you earn Trade different Trade things for different things and yeah, you have to earn Yeah, and you earn them and, by different ways and you can spend uh, lipsticks, get cards and you can get cards, get characters that can get you work. And it's just like, it's just overly
0: complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but also yeah. stressful
1: because you're like, I don't have enough lipsticks to automate my workstation. So, and then you get it and then you don't have enough work. And, oh, it's just annoying.
0: No, I completely agree with you. And also, like, I would say that the thing I spent most of the time... So say I played this game for 12 hours in the last week. Okay, Just imagine that's it. I'm <laughs> not sure how far it would be off it. It may not be all that far off it, sadly. I would say I spent six of those watching ads.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, uh, well, I will, like, click on the ad and then put it down and walk away, come back to the ad. Like, that's the best way, i found, to get lipstick.
0: Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, like you watch you like your you either the the woman appears who wants to give you like trade you lipstick for some cards. I always else, thought like, she looked like Joe Black. Oh, <laughs> in the H and M outfit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or or like the film crew appear and you can watch an ad and then you get your your twenty five whatever it is. So like mm. yeah, and you just would end up doing it because you know you know like because the other not? option
1: is like spend five euro to win to get two hundred lipsticks. I was like, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And think about it, like, that is the thing to get into on the side of that. The reality is is that the game is pushing you towards, like, spending money on the in-app purchases. So it is pushing you towards kind of like, oh, like, buy, like, spend seven euro to get, like, a hundred thousand ru dollars so you can, like, buy whatever outfits you want but it's like but it doesn't really matter what outfits you have because no one's actually looking at the p- things you're putting together yeah. the only thing like the only person that you're putting together something for is like you know yourself so and there's
1: no you don't like the only difference like if you win you get 500 dollars and a repeater badge if you don't win you get
0: 150 dollars
1: yeah that's it move on to the next thing so actually like there's no stakes for not having a good wardrobe
0: yeah no exactly so. but I mean also like people will people will pump money into it and people will buy it and people will want it because I mean I like I certainly would find like I quit before it got to the point but if I like I remember from my past experience with a game very similar to this you get to a point where the levels are like really 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 hard to get past and where kind of the like ability to fast forward <clears throat> to the next stage you know, it feels like, oh my God, I need to do this. So if you think, oh, I could pay a fiver and then I could click past this bit I'm in now and then I'll be able to get to that next one. Like, you know... It would feel like a fully rational decision to make. Mm, yeah, so yeah, they, like they
1: manufacture these like stress decisions that you feel backed into a corner to spend money. Which, like, when you describe it like that, is like what an insidious little bitch of a game. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I don't have enough lipsticks to, up- <laughs> to upgrade my yeah. rhinestone. You're like, <laughs> you're like, what am I saying? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm playing. There, there was a premiere event. I think it just started after you deleted the the game. There's like an event. Which is basically another workroom inside the workroom.
0: Oh, I, I think, re-downloaded it to go in and have a look at that.
1: Yeah, where instead of earning lipsticks, you earn film rolls. And instead of earning work, you earn something different. Um, but there was a leaderboard and I got to number 86 in the world. Wow. I don't know if that's worth being proud of, but alas, here we are. And I've got screenshots to prove it.
0: <laughs> that is good. Get onto Reddit. Yeah. Let people know.
1: Because <laughs> also... It's like it's mad how much work you earn. It you start off earning like ten work, hundred work, then you get up to the trillions, and then they just give up, and they just call the next bunch like of AD A A A
0: A A, a, a B. B A C A D A E, and then like I saw one where like I had to. I think the willing to leave it that I realized like I was on like however much A A of a thing, and I had to earn like some amount AK of it mm. so I was like Amy ZD, and I have 10 times 10 times trillions of times I was like no oh no
1: it, like AB is 1000 times more than AA not just yes. like, not just 10 so yeah it's like you're talking like a 1000 to the power
0: of 6 not for me thank you no. very much <laughs> I I deleted it um and I don't envision it making it come back onto my phone anytime soon. <laughs>
1: I'm go- I I think I'm going to mess around, have a few runways with some rotten looks, take some screenshots and then I'm going to delete it and we can put the looks up on uh, on Instagram.
0: All of my looks are basically the same look because it was just basically the like, oh, this covers everything. Um it's that same like orange dress that goes that goes under the bust so you can still have a top on with it as well. Oh
1: nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can remember too. that.
0: Or those like frilly trousers. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) There's a
1: horrible blue and white polka dot dress that you set off with that I think everyone has a picture in, but it's hideous. Like it looks cheap in a game.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
1: yeah, if you're playing, let us know. Maybe you're on level 500 and and it gets better. I don't know. Maybe you can buy Jinx Monsoon. I don't know. Um, But yeah, let us know if you're playing. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Overall, I wouldn't recommend it. Well, I guess it's hard to know. Like, I think all these games are very difficult and are purposefully trying to manipulate money out of you. So maybe you're you're okay with that, but that annoys me. So I would not recommend it for that reason.
0: Yeah, I'm not recommending it either. I think it's like, if you've got a couple of hours to spare and you're fully kind of like, like Tetris is probably the best thing to go for. Yeah. <laughs> I, also <laughs> thought be,
1: I also thought it was a game that you could add friends. Like I thought you and I could be like, Yeah, I kind of, like, I
0: sort of thought, like, it would be fun if there was a a kind of a... But I guess, for them, it's like, well, what's the point in us giving you a feature where you can just, like, create a little group of maybe six or seven people and you can all, like, compete against each other in, like, tournaments?
1: When, When nothing... yeah
0: exactly it's like no we need you competing against a computer where you feel compelled to purchase lipsticks yeah with your it's like you don't have enough gems to buy those lipsticks so you need more rude dollars and the only way to do that is to spend 17 euro yeah
1: Uh, that's it for us in the workroom. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back to you next week where we'll be chatting uh, about the. There's a documentary about the UK drag scene that's on YouTube. Uh, Super so we'll chatting about that next week. So we'll chat to you then. Bye! Bye.